Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Discoculia runs in the family. Just get on with it. Brain traffic. Work on your math skills and how one parent worked on Discoculia. This is our podcast for week 46 in 2018, and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Discoculia Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, always great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. We have wonderful links ready here. And let's pull up the first one on our console. It is about Discoculia that, um, that runs in the family. How about that? Well, it, it actually has been known for quite some time that, that uh, for instance, dyslexia or ADHD have a genetic component. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but not much research has been done so far uh, to look into that uh, for dyscalculia. Well, now uh, they have, and that is very important. They found, actually, that uh, 66% of of mothers, of uh, students with a dyscalculia, 40% of fathers, 53% of siblings, and 44% of second-degree relatives had dyscalculia. So there's oh, wow. a, is a, um, a way higher <laughs> yeah. um, uh, numbers than in the general Absolutely. public. So there, there definitely is a genetic component in dyscalculia like there is in, in those other learning disabilities. And this has, has really a lot of implications for uh, detection uh, also. I can imagine. Right. I, can, I can imagine. Well, that's uh, that's a pretty uh, solid piece of uh, research. That yeah, they, uh, uh, we have always uh, uh, yeah. suspected it from parents' uh, stories that we obviously asked when we diagnosed uh, a student, uh, but we never had the exact uh, numbers. Right, and, not the, and the now whole we can actually uh, confirm their question: Is this something that runs in families? And instead of me saying, yes, in my experience, that is definitely true. (laughs) It's now not only my experience, but we have hard data now. This is good. Well, the next link uh, tells us just to get on with it. So how about that? Well, this story comes from New Zealand, where the government is really uh, into helping students with math in general and also... um, has a, a wealth of learning support coordinators in school. So there's not only uh, material that you can download, it's very helpful and research-based, uh, um, but there's also actual um, a warm body who could uh, help in, in case of uh, issues. Now, uh, in the interview, the uh, Associate Minister of Ed- Education, and I think uh, that's Tracy Martin, says that the government can't afford to wait for data before getting ready to send out these (laughs) 600 new learning support coordinators. And that is very, very important. She feels the need and uh, that they need to move on quickly and not postpone this for months just to get the data. Um, The data will come, obviously. Um, So she's not waiting till everything has been analyzed. And here's what she says, what the coordinators are going to do. 
uh, they'll be doing more creation of professional development, which is definitely uh, definitely Sounds needed. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Now they'll um, they'll be doing more uh, linking to specialist services for those uh, students uh, that need it, and they are also looking into the development of screening tools at both uh, school entry and at uh, kind of at the end of elementary school years, and they uh, focus on the detection of dyslexia, dyspraxia, and dyscalculia. Now, and this is absolutely uh, fantastic. Very good, yeah. And we should definitely follow this definitely. example here in the States. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like, and also I like it that she says, okay, we just need to get on with it. We have no time to wait for all the analysis. Let's just get started and then, then we'll take it from it's there. It's clear enough. It's yeah. clear enough. And obviously we will need the exact data, but it's, um, it's definitely... Um, it's, a, it's, it's definitely clear so that we do need to start refreshing uh, bias for get on with it. Yes, get on with it. Now and then the next link uh, talks about brain traffic. So how's that? Well, this is a uh, link that refers to the Department of uh, Electrolytology at the University of Bonn. So I'll uh, say that three times fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's epilepsy. Okay. And that's being studied uh, by neurobiologists uh, also from the University of Tübingen, uh, both obviously in Germany. And they started to investigate uh, two main uh, research questions. Now, shortly after birth, baby can estimate the number of events and even perform simple calculations. They, uh, we've uh, referred to that earlier. There's right. a lot of Are we research. Little, little, little clips of that. Little uh, clips babies, of that, yeah. and and if you yeah. secretly take away a little doll, uh, so instead of two, there's upset. only one. Yeah. That the baby is really looking at yeah. what's happening here. So they do notice uh, differences in small numbers. But what exactly happens in the brain? And um, how do we process that uh, abstract information, the numbers? Uh, do we do that differently from a concrete uh, item, concrete quantities? Okay. So, what they found was that uh, different numbers activate different brain cells. So, the brain cells that um, light up, that are activated by, say, the number three, are different cells from those that get activated by two or four. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Although the brain cell for three also gets triggered when they see two or four, but less intense. It's, it's close, but it's not exactly okay. three. And then when seeing a quantity of three, another brain cell gets activated that is different, that's separate from the one activated when seeing three. And they did the research by putting really, really, like, hair-thin needles into people's brains. Aye. Yeah, to measure if the neurons were activated or not. And those were uh, patients uh, who had uh, epilepsy. And that was the group that was in that uh, research population. Uh -huh. It was a small research group, only nine people, but it's really, it's very interesting. And this will get us closer to the exact... Uh, workings in the brain of um, the perception of uh, quantity. Okay. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. And we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com.
Now the next link is an encouragement to work on our math skills. Where did that come from? Yeah, I, I really like this that link. Um, it's uh, coming from uh, the Mind Tools website. Okay. Where they make uh, make that point, and it's a very valid point. Now, if you uh, take some time to understand the basic math, that your job and your life will be much easier. So, it's not just sitting passively and waiting till magically all the math will uh, take root in your brain, but being actively engaged. Just try it out, look at it. Um, uh, they explain. Um, fractions in simple terms they go over decimals and and the basics of per percent and i see those three and and they're obviously uh, connected basically they're, they're they're one um as a real hallmark of where a lot of students who have dyscalculia who, who were able to hang in there till third grade and when they do that, they really stumble. Those are three really big stumble blocks. So it's a, it's a good intention. I'm not sure uh, this is the ideal way to do it, uh, but it's um, it, it's a very uh, laudable uh, initiative that they start uh, to uh, bring up some yeah resources to um, to help kids work on their math skills. Right. Right. Well, yeah, it's a it's a laudable initiative. Um, yeah, the question is always if if this is the right way to get a full understanding for those who had no understanding of this before. But hey, you know, at least it is it is an uh, initiative. So that's the uh, positive. Yeah, most kids need a little bit more hands-on and right. uh, visual uh, learning and being active with the. Uh, fractions, decimals, and percent uh, that go a little bit deeper than explaining it uh, on paper. Know, no, no, but no. right, okay, it's a good start. Yeah. Well, it brings us to our last link uh, for the week, and that's about how one mother worked on dyscalculia. Well, this is really a terrific story about a mother who, uh, when she found out that her daughter uh, has dyscalculia, she just took immediate action herself. And the daughter had a good understanding of, of math concepts, but was totally not able to do the actual calculations. She was completely stuck on that. And the mom then bought a lot of Montessori materials and just got to work. And they practiced a lot. And in this story, you can read how uh, she moved forward, just taking one day at a time, being non-judgmental, not having a plan that everything had to go in a certain speed, but she was working on the speed of that uh, of her daughter, and every day they were just working five problems, not more, and it really worked out great for her. So we encourage all parents to do the same. Uh, look at our video series to support you. It's at uh, momsteachmath.com it's very affordable but a lot of clear information you can just see how to do it you get a lot of information a lot of resources that are all come with that and parents should be parents teachers should be teachers of course but if you want to give your child that extra support make sure you do it the right way 
and, and take a look at their videos because they're based on um, years of uh, experience and uh, sharing what what worked with my students. Absolutely. So I great, likely it works with your daughter or son also. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for your insights. We hope to see you again next week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCleaservices.com. You can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. She has boards on Pinterest and on Flipboard and she runs five free webinars. And all the information about that is at webinars.discoclearTrainingCenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have Discoculia, you can do the free Discoculia screener on our website discoculiaservices.com or do a more comprehensive math and Discoculia screening test at discoculiatesting.com. Dr. Schroeder is on a mission to increase the number of Discoculia tutors and has developed a whole online course for teachers and other interested people who want to become Discoculia tutors. And you can find all about that at discoculiatutor.org. Disco Coolia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoCooliaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoCooliaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoCooliaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCoolia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at DiscoCooliaHeadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.